Welcome, everybody, to your Friday night favorite podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. Tonight, we are going to bring you the myths, the man, the legend, Arthur and Avalon. We all know that Avalon is the mystical island that comes back every few hundred years and makes an appearance in the fog of the water out around Ireland and Scotland, and is supposed to be the island that his body was carried off to in order to heal him and protect him until Britain needs him to ride again. So join me and Tina and Dylan tonight as we cuss and discuss about King Arthur, the Miss of Avalon, Merlin the Magician, and the dark and fabulous Morgan Le Fay. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? I'm alive. I'm breathing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's all we can do at the end of the day. I'm you know? inhaling we're, we're and here. exhaling. That's that's <laughs> much you gonna get from me. Right. <laughs> that's also how I feel today myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's just been this week, you know. <laughs> you know, it really has been this week. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, just this week has been busy it's it's not just been busy it's been exhausting like for some reason it's been psychologically draining yes it makes you feel like you want to go to sleep but your body's not ready to go to sleep then you're like i don't care what you want body i'm tired yeah (laughs) and then add customer service on top of that for the day job and uh, oh Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Stealing. I watched somebody sprint out the door. Oh my god! Beat some people. Oh man! I'm so glad I'm not. I'm not doing retail anymore. Same. I. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like retail and like customer service industry is like the hell or the armpit of the economy. It's where all the (laughs) the dredge of society comes out. I'm glad I have the experience to do it i have the experience because i feel like that can help me later on and getting other jobs and whatnot but as for it actually going through it yeah no <laughs> i'm good i'm done yeah, it's it's the job that nobody wants to do but is required to keep society running <laughs> true way that tooth i have a question oh okay should we have like an episode where we just talk about like <laughs> a job horror that we went through <laughs> oh absolutely without, I mean, without saying my, the my store is haunted name. so i got stories <laughs> without saying the company name because you know we're not trying to get sued but you know i feel like that would be funny <laughs> naturally naturally no. <laughs> it would be funny i think we could do that i think we could manage that but in the yes. time being in the time being we are going to discuss king arthur I I love King Arthur. I love all the legends and the mythology surrounding King Arthur. Uh, I have been obsessed with Knights of the Round Table and the love story between the love triangle, as we should say, between King Arthur and uh, Guinevere and Lancelot. Mm. Like, was it Lancelot? I think it was, was Lancelot. Yeah, it was Lancelot. Yeah, it was Lancelot. It was Lancelot. Like the most noble. The most noble. I I adore 
all of that. And of course, we've had theories come out in recent years that King Arthur was actually a Roman soldier turned Roman general. How do you guys feel about that? That feels like it's that like early 2000s movie just rehashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's 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 based on an actual theory. So, I mean, they believe some people believe that he wasn't he was like a Welsh um orphan that was basically orphaned by the Roman armies and was taken because we know Rome and, and, and Greece back in the day really liked to take people. You're, you're a strong right. young man. Let's go join the army. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you holding on to a whole pacifier. Come here. Come on. Uh, you're 14. You're a man now. Let's go fight. <laughs> Did you just Make kick that man. ball down the street? Come here. Come on, buddy. It's not yeah. the husband fighting. It's the barbarians. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the original... If you go to the way back, and I, I say the original because this is the original mythology for me that I heard originally, was that he was Arthur Pendragon mm-hmm. and before he became King Arthur, and that he was pretty much disowned by his daddy, who was a really horrible man, and... Um, he was sent off to be trained by his uncle as you know a squire and he was brought up that way and then became like he pulled the sword out of the stone and met the lady of the lake and then there was merlin who has been watching over him his entire life and he establishes you know um goes from like tintagel to camelot and establishes his own um, kingdom and the Knights of the Round Table that he just pretty much just collected all of these like really noble, very uh, chivalrous knights to make as their his companions to help him govern and run fairly. So, and then of course his, I believe Mordred became one of his enemies, and. I believe Mordred was in the one that I heard, Mordred was his son through his, and this is going to sound bad, but just listen to me now, the whole, the whole thing surrounding him and Morgan Le Fay, who happens to be his half-sister, okay, yeah, had a child, Mordred, and Mordred becomes part of the Knights of the Round Table, and then leaves and becomes his enemy and that's how king arthur becomes like mortally wounded and is shipped off to avalon with merlin and he is supposed to be this time traveler now who comes back when britain needs him the most that hurt my head so 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 so, so where was he during the blitz <laughs> right? I feel like he he was needed while we while the Brits were starving in the streets, getting bombed uh-huh. by the the no no Germans. <laughs> right? No, I agree with you. I, I, feel, I agree I feel like with he you. Was needed. <laughs> I agree with you. And let me tell you, this whole that was just like in a nutshell, okay, about King Arthur and all of the wonderful things that he has done for Britain and did for Camelot, um, and. 
there are there are certain places that you can visit that have been archaeological I cannot speak today please what is the word archaeological thank you thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, established as places that Arthur had visited and had put up like they're like little staples like little places he had gone to and like camped and fought or was wounded or found Lancelot like it's like this whole trail that you can be taken on when you go to visit out there and I am I want to go <laughs> right. I want to go. Here she go. Here she go. I'll look at a little tangent off of that. Uh, you yeah, said yeah. island of Avalon. Hmm. Was it really an island, or was it just uh, Glastonbury in the low tide? Which is the hills of Glastonbury, I should say. Or high tide. <laughs> that's that's when the water's higher. High tide. Yeah. <laughs> yes, high tide is where the water is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is higher. Some people say that it was just the. The uh, area of Glastonbury during the high tide was set, you know, separated by a little bit of water, so you couldn't actually just walk there. You had to take a boat or swim. Mm -hmm. So they thought that was the island of, of Avalon. But it is not. It is actually an island that f comes back every couple of years, 100 years. Like, I don't know if it's like 150 or 200 years, but, and there's like a whole race of like, I think they're dog headed people who help protect. Okay. Avalon. Well, Arthur, but Arthur's tomb is in Glastonbury Abbey. That's what they <laughs> think, but there's been like three different sites that Arthur was supposedly buried at. So, I mean, we'll it's. Blame Joffrey, Joffrey who uh, said that. <laughs> <Glastonbury>. <laughs> there, well, there's been. I mean, it's a lot. It's. It's a lot of different places, but there's only three that I know of, and one of them was a cave. I, I remember the so, cave. Yeah. I don't remember where it's at, but I remember. I don't remember where it's at either, uh, because I can't pronounce the place that it's at, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was apparently buried, or supposedly buried in that cave. So, And they supposedly also found the stone that he pulled Excalibur from. So, and that's actually not the original name of his sword. It's a um, translated version of the original name. So, there's, it's, the whole thing is, to me, the reason why I love it so much is because of the mysticism and because everybody knows that aside from Bigfoot, Merlin is my dude. I love Merlin. He is amazeballs. And if we go into the legend of Arthur, like I said, Merlin just kind of popped into his life and had been protecting him and guiding him throughout his life and all that stuff. And the legend of Arthur, he was a historical figure. Um, most people don't, there's some people who don't consider him a historical figure. They just consider him, um, a magical figure of folklore, you know? Um, but I totally believe that King Arthur 
was a a being that I don't even think he was completely human. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he was completely human. I think he had some faith in him. You think so? And, I do. And mentioning the sword and the stone in uh, back in the Bronze Age when you made swords, there was kind of more like a cast. So you'd like make your little. Uh, mold in your sand and it would be pressed together real tight so you can't just break it apart and you'd pull your molten metal into that mold and when you were done it you know cooled off and everything you were pulling it out of the dirt so you were pulling it quote unquote from the stone so that mm-hmm. could be an influence wonder, for the legend of pulling the storage from the stone yep i wonder how long it took for him to pull out excalibur i wonder well, like, in was the legend, one straight up pull, or was he like straining? Like, what was he doing? No, in the legends, um, there were knights, seasoned knights, who found the sword, literally lodged, <laughs> yeah, in a stone, in in a rock, oh, and so people was actually, because from the times of me hearing of Excalibur, if. Forgive me if I'm wrong or if I sound silly. I am tired. I better not hear no judgment. I better not. You're fine, girl. You're fine. But from what I remember or from what I've heard, people were lined up to just, like, try to pull Excalibur out. And nobody could do it. But this man, he just, this macho man, he's just like, let me. (laughs) Actually, actually, he wasn't considered a man yet at that point. He was still Um, a boy when he pulled it, yeah. Yeah, he was still a boy when he pulled it from the stone, and he had no problems doing it. Feel. Like like all these <laughs> manly men, these brat just came over here and took this out of <laughs> right. <laughs> like all these manly men trying to rip, pull it out, and just like popping veins in their forehead, and you know, I can't get it out. And then mad. this little this little twink of a boy comes up and just yank. <laughs> I'd be mad. I'd, I'd, I'd be over there like a, a strong man. I'm over wife. I'll be back home. I'm gonna go get this Excalibur. And she's like, I believe in you, honey. I come home without it. She was like, Okay, well then who did it? Because I got news that some twelve year old little brat. Yep. Yeah. And she looked uh, at me and be like, You got beat by ask. a twelve year old brat. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, uh, that's literally how that went. That is how it went. You and- can tear. You can trees down like his Minecraft, but you mean to tell me you can't take a sword out but a 12-year-old kid can? She well, it was it's, a magic sword. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that the whole premise around it is that the sword chose him because he was brave and intelligent and he had a moral compass and it was exactly what the sword was looking for to, you know, only the king all right? the try to take it out. Right. Only, the ne- only the next king could remove the sword from the stone. So, and you, did you know that King Arthur has ties to um, Robin Hood? Huh. Mm-hmm. That vaguely sounds familiar, but I don't remember how. Um, because we covered it in one of our podcasts, sir. Like, I don't remember how it connects, is <laughs> you what I mean. Know. Um, <laughs> through the same forest. It was oh, through the God. same Nottingham forest. It was through the same forest. And it was in the same forest that the green man or the um, goddess's consort also lived in. in Britain. All I'm getting is that the English need more forests. 
What I'm hearing is that that forest is enchanted and there's some fae living in there and that's what they're discovering. We've got these. That is these... what they said in Robin Hood that it was, it was a yeah. forest so the king's men couldn't chase them after, chase after them. Yep. The, they were afraid to go into that forest and that's why they lived in the forest because the the king's guard and army could not penetrate that forest because it was haunted as they said so it's i believe that's a fey forest and i believe that robin hood had fey in him i believe that king arthur may have fey in him as well and i'm just saying this it's just a theory guys so don't like you know don't come from a jugular but it's 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 my view of things because i mean then you got my my dude merlin okay who is a time traveler who is basically like have you seen um doctor strange mm, I, I haven't actually watched it yet but yeah I, I know enough of it to keep a conversation okay so you know that part where he's like he can see all outcomes in all mm -hmm. timelines that's merlin like i feel like merlin was the inspiration for doctor strange at times or maybe they just have like similar powers i don't well maybe maybe well, they're tapping but, into the same power source for, with different methods. That's a whole probably. other conversation. <laughs> it is a whole other conversation. It really is. But, you know, his, his original name was... Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Merdinus. And Merdinus. it was changed. Yeah, Merdinus. And it was changed to Merlinus. Like Merlinus, I'm, I'm hoping I'm doing this correctly because I cannot speak Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> um, and if I try to be Latinized, so <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do Latin. I can't do. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I hope I get points for trying. But um, <laughs> Merlin is said to have assist Uther Pendragon. Arthur's father and responsible for transporting the stones of Stonehenge from Ireland, but he is not directly associated with Arthur. Okay, and then in addition to the history of the kings of Britain, Geoffrey of Monmouth also authored a work specifically on Merlin entitled The Prophecies of Merlin, which later became the seventh book in the history of the kings of Britain. So, in that one, Merlin really didn't have much to do with Arthur himself. He was just there as, you know, the court wizard for Uther, right? The realm. <laughs> no, the wizard of the realm. But then you get more into it, and he, I feel like he is from Avalon, and then came to assist, and then helped bring up Arthur. Merlin that is makes... the baby daddy. It all makes <laughs> you... sense now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's why he was so interested. In, in the darker versions that I have heard, okay, in the darker versions that I have heard, Merlin saved Arthur's life while he was still in the womb because according to that part of a myth that's attached to it, um her his mother became mysteriously pregnant 
Like she couldn't she couldn't bear children before. Zeus and then she became like Zeus mysteriously Zeus. pregnant. Uh-huh. It's a uh-huh. Zeus moment, guys. It's a Zeus uh-huh. moment, okay? Yeah, she mysteriously got pregnant. I feel like she needs Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. And and Merlin saved saved their lives because Uther was going to basically, you know, unalive his wife because he believed she was cheating on him. So, you know, and you can't cheat on a king. Okay? You can't do it. Um, <clears throat> but it's okay for the king to. You Henry, know what, I'm gonna keep. That's a different subject for a different time. Henry the Eighth. Henry started the whole religion, so he can get away with it. It's fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know that he murdered all of his wives. No, no big deal. No big deal. But um, yeah. What so it was, was a misunderstanding of science back then. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, what was Gina saying? But Did yeah, what? one of them survive. Well, the like, last one. The last one yeah, survived because she passed. outlived him. Right, right. She outlived him. He passed away. One of them he didn't murder. One of them died in childbirth. Well, yeah. after childbirth from uh, lo- blood loss and yeah. a fever. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, so every time. two of his wives... And I think that he was married like six times, but two of his wives he did not murder. So, and if you did not know about it, there's a whole musical. <laughs> true. There's a whole musical. Wait, hold on. He didn't. He did not murder his first wife, um, Catherine of uh, Aragon. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, if I'm remembering that correctly, she was his brother's wife, and his brother's wife died apparently before he could consummate the marriage so she was basically held captive over there with them until he became of age and was like yeah I'll marry her and then he divorced her so that he could marry Anne Boleyn mm-hmm. and she died of an illness because she she had been like basically like go away I don't want you here you have to go she was banished so in her banishment, she had died of illness. So it's one was from illness, one was from childbirth, and one outlived him. But three or two were beheaded, Anne Boleyn and the teenager one. Mm. To, to quote the kids these days, he just didn't have the riz. No, no. <laughs> Which I had to Google had what that t- means. Right? <laughs> he has <laughs> too game. much risk. He had too much risk. He had too much game, okay? He um and he had that on spoken riz too. So as it was as it was stated in um in court, he could look at a woman from across the room and it was done. It was over. That was it. She was his mistress. So we don't, I don't even think they know exactly how many like illegitimate children he has. I mean, I can look at a woman from across the room and it's over too, but it's usually because she walks away. Dylan. 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 Oh my God. She walks away. It's over. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Let's go back to what we were talking about. Merlin. Merlin is Welsh and is a mythical figure (laughs) prominently featured in the legend of King Arthur and best known as a mage with other several other like main roles and um, 
he is usually depicted with, you know, long white beard, white hair, conical hat, robes, you know, all of that stuff. And But he is also considered a historic and legendary figure. Um, but he's just, he's amazeballs. Have y'all seen the, the cartoon from Disney, The Sword in the Stone? Amazing movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that version of Merlin. Oh, yeah. Like, him and Mad Madam Mim. That version would be one of the doctors. <laughs> yeah, I love Mad Madam Mim. Okay, and the Sword of the Stone is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. But, um... Anyway, in uh, the traditional biography of Merlin, he is cast as often mad, being born of a mortal woman and sired by an incubus, from whom he inherits his supernatural powers and abilities, and most commonly a notable prophecy, shapeshifting. So he's a sorcerer, not a wizard. Sage. He is a, a. He enters a sagehood and engineers the birth of Arthur through magic and intrigue. See, <laughs> so he did have something to do with it. He had something to do with the birth of he Arthur. I'm telling. Went you. up to a boy and said, "Want to see some magic?" and got him to be king. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh no! FBI. No! <laughs> no! All right, so you remember how I mentioned Arthur has a sister, Morgan Le Fay. Okay, I'm Sorry. gonna I'm gonna give you a little rundown, okay, of what I've heard and read. Now, I'm not saying this is for truth, um, because there's so many different legends and myths connected with Morgan Le Fay and King Arthur and Merlin and how this all happened. We'd be here all night if we had to list them all. Oh, God, <laughs> wouldn't we? We would. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. So I'm going to put this stuff in a night in a little nutshell for you, and tell you how I heard it. There is something called a celebration called the Wild Hunt, and it is considered a pagan ritual of fertility and. Um, spring and 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 all of that stuff right right and it lasts for days sometimes a week and she is there they're all there okay they're all wearing masks it's at night and they they've only got like torches and stuff and part of the ceremony is basically a hunt and it's you're hunting for your partner and that night you do the deed and thanks for the ear flappies migosh appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the ear flappies (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm so sorry for the ear flappies he's just very enthusiastic he was very enthusiastic. He really wants that wild hunt, you know? Yeah, he's he's in support. He's in support of the podcast. It's his way of a, <laughs> of applauding. Isn't that right, Bubby? Okay, sorry. Anyway, um, so basically it was orchestrated that Morgan Le Fay, who was one of the priestesses, and um, Arthur do the deed. And that's how... Mordred was brought into existence, but 
Some versions have it, so he was already married to Guinevere at the time. Yeah, some do, some do. So the thing with Morgan Le Fay is she is supposedly the ruler of Avalon, and she is also exactly as it says, she is Fay. She is also associated with Morgana. My patron, <laughs> I love Morgana, um, who is a goddess. So, in some versions, Morgan Le Fay is a fey goddess from the Unseelie Court and ruler of the Unseelie Court. And then in some versions, she was just a priestess who was learning magic through tutelage. And um, they described her as skilled in the arts of healing and of changing shape. So, in this one, in this version... Uh, from Joffrey of Monmouth. Um, she was named as the ruler of Avalon, a marvelous island where King Arthur was to be healed of his wounds, and it described her as skilled in the arts of healing and changing shape. Now, in another romance version, she first appeared as King Arthur's sister. In the 12th and 13th century elaborations of the Arthurian legend, two themes of healing and hostility so it's basically unrequited love were developed. And in the early 13th century, uh, the Vulgate cycle, for example, she was responsible for stirring up trouble between Arthur and his queen, Guinevere, but yet finally appeared as a malevolent figure conveying Arthur to Avalon and her magic powers were explained as learned from books and from the enchanter Merlin. So she was under tutelage herself. So, I don't know how Morgan Le Fay also is associated with the morgue, the morgue or Morgana, um, but it happens somewhere in the mythology and in the legends uh, growing throughout history. So, yeah. My guess would probably be relating uh, her uh, antagonistic role towards Arthur. To, towards mm. the linking it to the Unsullied with, with the Christianization of the legends. That'd be my Well, guess. yeah. Because um, if you look up, like, the goddess Hecate, Hecate um, she is the maiden mother and crone, right? She is also, Morgana is also in the, um, the Celtic lore. She is also a three faced goddess as well maiden mother crone she's also considered if you look it up in the christian version hecate slash morgana are demons so it's it's really and it and it also depends on the spelling when you look it up don't spell it as hectate or hectate hectate how they're spelling it now um back in the day it was hectate t-a-t-e so it's there's a lot of controversy around that as well so dagnabbit hat stay off of my freaking microphone <laughs> anyway so yeah so morgana was also considered to be or morgan lefay was supposed to be associated or if not that goddess uh, morgana or with the morgue who was a uh, goddess and ruler of the Unseelie court in the Fae. Um, and in another version, she is goddess of war and death. 
and collecting souls. She is the bridge between the underworld and Earth. Um, so there's there's many different versions. I'm not sure how though those two um, connect yet, but I'm gonna have to figure it out because I'm really interested in finding out how that happened. So to the point of our podcast today, okay? Um, Avalon. Do you believe in Avalon, Dylan? Yeah, I do. What are your views? What are your views of uh, of Avalon? Because I know you know of Avalon because you do research just like I do, and and you love the paranormal and, kind of, and everything. Yeah, and I've been kind of obsessed with the Arthurian legend for a while too. So right, same, I, I same. Know, I know, I know enough of it to have the conversation. So, but <laughs> so tell me your version. Tell me of what you know. More or less, what's been said already. It's just you know that place where Arthur has goes into to you know rest up and heal when he until he needs to return. That's the crux of what's the important part. Did you air the, the parts I learned now? It isn't just a or I was obsessed with as a kid. Didn't involve that part. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a it's was, it, that's a pretty the inter- <laughs> yeah. I love the knights too, and each knight of the round table has their own story and their own mythology. Um, connected I didn't know to there was twenty of them. Yeah, for some reason twenty didn't seem like that. Yeah, the, and I'm looking at the names right now, and I don't remember half these names. Well, that's because half of them aren't as prevalent as like Sir Gawain or Sir Lancelot. You know, they Sir Kay. they don't. Yeah, Sir Kay, who <laughs> is um, Arthur's cousin, who was there helping him be a squire with his uncle. So, and then Sir Kay became one of the Knights of the Round Table. But a lot of the time, Sir Kay is perceived as a bully towards King Arthur. Right. And that probably ties back, well, for modernized versions of it, probably ties to the Sword in the Stone movie. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, just like Morgan (laughs) Le Fay was supposed to be this, you know, bully as well. She, for some reason, hated him and didn't want to have anything to do with him and was trying to make his life as miserable as possible. And then you have the other version of where it was just unrequited love and she was raising their love child. Their offspring. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Uh, <laughs> right? More friendly word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to try Dan. to be as quick as I possibly can with the fact that the ice cream truck is literally outside. Uh- <laughs> That is amazing. See, I this see, is why I don't know if y'all can hear it, but he's really close. Yeah, I can hear. It. I can hear. I can hear a little oh bit of it. God, That's I'm hilarious. Sorry. This is why we record <laughs> at night because there's not so much activity. But it's oh, it's fine. It's so fine. close, sir. But I I do believe I believe it's I believe Avalon's real. Um, and I. I think it's kind of eerie and kind of spooky the fact that we can't get a lot of information about it <laughs> i feel right. like they purposely made it to where we cannot get a lot of information about it but somehow everybody knows about it right see that's, that's spooky. what that's what like blew my mind with y'all because i guess it's because i'm the oldest person on this podcast right now i'm a mute because he's going louder right. <laughs> that's fine girl that's fine like between the three of us, I am the oldest one. So back in the 80s, man, am I telling myself. 
it was it was Avalon. It was the mists of Avalon. It was like everything basically that I just conveyed was there. And you two are right. Now it is extremely difficult to find anything of the original mythology and legends that are attached to this island and attached to Arthur and Merlin and all of that because you can't find anything. You have to wade through oh, so yeah, much. So much. Just like pop culture references that barely touch about anything that even involves the myth outside of the name to find exactly. anything that's related to the actual myth. Exactly. Exactly. You can't find it. You've got to wade through it. And even then, you're only getting like two or three paragraphs. You're not getting the actual legends and you're not getting the actual mythology. And it's all like um, the exact same thing, almost word for word. Exactly. Exactly. It's the exact same thing on every, like, everything that you click on <laughs> is the exact same thing about Merlin, about Arthur. Um, that's why I was so surprised that apparently Arthur has a link to Robin Hood in the same yeah. um, city in the same forest because that was a new one for me. I'd never heard that before. England's so, too small. England's too small. <laughs> <laughs> it is the boot. Das boot is little. I call it the boot, but it's not a boot. That's Italy. It's, <laughs> it's it's a whole another. I call it the boot um, because that's what upside down Westeros. It's what they refer to the trunk of the car, is the boot, mm -hmm. the boot of the car. Yeah. So I call it that. <laughs> England the, is the uh, trunk of the car. <laughs> I'm sorry, the trolley, England. The, the trolley <laughs> instead of the trash can. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. sorry, England. I'm not trying wheelie to be bin, like that's rude. What they call it. <laughs> the wheelie but bin. That's the trash can. It's just yeah. It's just how I. It's just how I remember things is by by associating them with other things in that country. So. Yeah. Okay, I think he realized that nobody's coming outside at seven o'clock at night. So I think oh. he's gone. Okay, we good now? We're good? I, I, I would go out for now. ice cream at seven o'clock at night. I could use some ice cream. Y'all in the mean? snow too and going out for ice cream. What? I've gone out. I, I I've cream. gone out. There was so much snow. Okay, so very quickly. There was we used to live in an apartment that was like we had like a patio. So when it snowed, it filled up our patio. <laughs> and I remember seeing ice cream truck out there and we was like why is he out there when it's like so much snow and I was like you know what I'm going out there to get some ice cream and me and mom went out there and got some chocolate ice cream <laughs> well, I mean, it, it keeps it cold see if I had it's an ice cream truck if I had an ice cream truck I would multi-purpose that thing like during the summer it'd be an ice cream truck right ice cream and hot dogs and then like during the winter I'd make it like a, a gourmet hot chocolate yes like thing you know yes. what I mean like hot chocolate and cookies yes yeah. then you have a hot chocolate yes. truck definitely go outside to get some hot cocoa Right, I'd stand in line. I would stand in line for some hot cocoa. As a matter of fact, I have. Truck giving out hot cocoa. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've I've stood in line for a hot dog and hot and hot cocoa in uh, <laughs> two different vendors in New York, and it was snowing. We were going to the museum, and it's just snowing. And right outside of the museum, there was the the vendor for the hot dogs and the vendor hot for chocolate. some coffee yeah, and get your hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I got some hot chocolate. I didn't feel like having a hot dog, but you know. Um, it was beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you, if y'all ever get earlier, so I'm good. <laughs> if y'all get the chance to go to New York and go to New York City and go down to Times Square while it's snowing 
just like at dusk, it is gorgeous. So pretty. Oh, you mean Times Square, the place that math teachers go to for vacation? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the dad joke, girl. I was waiting for it. Oh, I got (laughs) one, but I'll wait. Wait, do it, do it. Do that, do it. Do it, Dylan. Do it, do it. Lance isn't a very com- common name, but, you know, back in medieval times, they were named Lance a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was fitting for the topic. <laughs> that is amazing. That is that is actually fitting for the topic. Okay, so to close this out, we're going to go in and give you a little bit about what we were originally talking about before we all got sidetracked because we're tired and we don't care. Um, right. <laughs> Avalon, it's a, it's a mysterious island, okay? It is a magical island, and it's uh, where Arthur, like I said before, was conveyed to for the healing of his wounds after his final battle and where he supposedly comes from when Britain needs him the most. And um, according to Joffrey again, old Joffrey, uh, <laughs> he described the island as the island of apples and called called it fortunate. And it was ruled by the enchantress Morgan Le Fay and her eight sisters, all of them skilled in the art of healing. And that's pretty much all you're going to get on yeah. Avalon right now. I, I, I had a thought. What's your thought? We know that uh, in ancient times, islands kind of disappeared at some point. Mm-hmm. Avalon could have been one of those islands that co- went with the way of uh, Atlantis. I have a theory about that, too. It and it's, 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 a lot like, it's a lot like your theory. I feel like... Okay, hear me out. This is my, it's my own brain pan. Nobody has put this out there. It's just my own opinions, my own theory. We have the Druids, right? The Druidic people. Mm -hmm. And there's only so far back in genealogy and in DNA now, like, you know, you have those DNA test kits that we can go. And you hit a certain point in that region in Ireland and Scotland where there were a group of people before that existed that they can't really identify all parts of their DNA. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when they take that and then you take Avalon and you take the Fae and the um, Seely and the Unseely courts and you put them all together and then you take Merlin and Arthur and Morgan and her sisters, and you put them all on that island, I feel like it's cloaked. You know, like in Wonder Woman, where the island was cloaked by the gods? Yeah. You know? could be. I feel like that's what it is. That's these magical beings and these people who know all of this or even have an advanced technology for their time. Like, um, not Avalon, what's the other one? The one, Atlantis, okay. Um, just they're just kind of cloaking themselves and protecting themselves and keeping them separate from what's going on now. What's uh, modern society? Wakanda if that makes from sense. Uh, Marvel Universe. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. too. Like Wakanda, exactly. Yeah, exactly like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. He was such a great actor. He was Could you imagine? Great, great, great human being. Yeah. Could you imagine? 
working like he did and keeping that secret oh, okay. and having to work through that while Literally he was doing all these movies. Nobody. He didn't. Nobody. I mean, I don't know the if I don't want to tell anybody. The only that knew about it was his family. Yeah. The fortitude. The mental and physical fortitude that someone has to have in order to pull off what he did. I can't. I can't. It makes me sad. He was still, and he was still a sweetheart. An yep. absolute sweetheart mm-hmm. to everyone. Yep. I cried. I cried watching that movie because, like, you could feel everyone being really sad while making the movie. And they were all like, and you, right? And you could see in there, like, when they did their panels and their interviews for like mm-hmm. uh, Wakanda, the Black uh, Black Panther, and when he made his appearances, and um, when Chad made some of his appearances in the other Marvel Universe movies that had to do with um, like Iron Man and uh, the Winter Soldier, right? So. Mm-hmm. They were all like, you could see that they were concerned for him because he'd be, he would nod off. He would be so tired from everything that he had done and from his illness, mm-hmm. he would start nodding off. And they were like so concerned for him. Like they'd reach over during the panel and like pat on him and hold his hand and, you know, whisper to him to make sure he was okay and stuff. And man, that just, whoo. Yeah, those treatments right. will take it out. There's a coworker at work who just got, who's getting some treatments because he had some cancer in his ear and he's exhausted every time he comes in. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I commend him for everything that he had done. That's, it's just insanity. I don't, how did we get to that? I mixed with Wakanda and we went down this route. Ra- it's this true. Way. We got to get, we got to get away from it. We got to get away from okay, it. So, 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 so you, you, watches. <laughs> what? What? What do you call a belt made of watches? What? A waste of time. <laughs> So, so, so you mentioned uh, DNA that they can't, you know, identify. Right. I did the twenty three and Me ancestry thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Not sponsored or anything, but you know. Right. And they, they, and you know, figured out where I'm all from. I, I'm, I'm, I'm white. I'm from Europe, apparently. That's where everybody came from. But there's one percent mm-hmm. unassigned, so that's point one percent that they can't figure out where it is. You know what? That came up in my dad's too. That could just be like it's like natives because there's they even said on their website that they don't have a lot of uh, stuff from native cultures like uh, the Native Americans right. or stuff like that. So they don't have a lot of free information on them. But you know, my great grandmother was Indian, so it's probably that. I, I mean, to, it could to, be. You know, play the devil's advocate for that line of thought. But what if? <laughs> right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it's it. This this entire universe, this whole world is mysterious still. And there are so many new things that we are learning, even in this year, that have come out in archaeological finds in the end of, what, 2022, beginning of 2023, like Osiris. You know, they're still finding... Everything. Right, they, they found a new, a new king and a new queen in uh in egypt i think it was a new queen in egypt that had never been mentioned before and they they found her tomb so i mean there's a lot that's still coming out and a lot of things that that we don't know and i think it's wonderful i think it's awesome but i will say that i will never ever 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 forever ever never go down into the deep dark waters 
ever. I would rather go to space. And in space, space you could die like instantly. Sa you know? Space is safer. <laughs> I feel like space is safe. I, I, I say that, but you know, something the, the size of a grain of dust going the speed of, speed of freaking light just goes whizzes through your head and you wouldn't even know and you'd just be floating in space. But you know, it's safer than the ocean. Right? I just I feel don't like it's be, I don't want to be scuba diving and then, you know, the big Papa Tulu comes out of the depth and I'm looking <laughs> in his eye. I really, I really at some point really want to have a, like, a, a, a cuss and discuss talking about how much we know about the water. I really want yeah. to have a talk about that. I, isn't it like 8% of so the or something like that? I'm, yeah. Is it how much percent have we known now? Like, like 80 ish that we've per actually explored. So there's like 20 or so we, that, we, that yeah. we have no idea. There's, right. a, there's a lot that we don't know of because we don't have the technology to go further down. Because of all the pressure and everything. Yeah. And not that we know of. I feel like we do. I feel like there is somebody already has something that's made, but people keep going missing. I feel like there's people going missing trying to figure out what's in the deep, deep down. Yeah. It's yeah. the uh, what's it's the water creepy. one? It's the underwater really UFOs. Yeah, and I didn't something I did not know, and I did not know this at all until uh, Jesse, our other um, social media manager, he told me he was like, apparently NASA used to work with trying to figure out what's in the water before they started working on space. Mm -hmm. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Something spooked them and was like, oh, hell no. Okay, we gotta we leave. Gotta go. <laughs> it's the boop. I'm telling you, it's the boop. <laughs> they saw the, the boop. boop and went, nope, 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 nope. The, the boop. petrified them to where they was like, no, we're not focusing on that anymore. We gotta leave. It's the boop. I, I mentioned I know it's Lulu. The boop, they went down there. The they saw him kind of crack open his eyes, give the finger, and they went, nope, we're out. Right. <laughs> like, dude. I'm just saying, man, there's some scary stuff in the water that I already know about that I don't, I just don't want to know if they got cousins or family members down there that are creepier than there. I just, I don't want to know. I, An fish with the, with the intelligence of a dolphin? No, screw that. <laughs> I really, okay, this is going to sound really crazy. That's but terrifying. I really do feel like there might be mermaids in there and it don't look like Ariel. I don't think they look like no. Ariel and be sitting no. and stuff. No, there's, I, I they'll, feel like they'll be there's built mermaids like too. They'll be built like manatees because the surviving in the cold. Well, yeah, but they would also be like partially humanoid, but I think they're more like they're amphibians of some sort. The gills and the webs and all of that stuff, but like how uh, certain, I... certain modern retellings of like how uh, mermaids work, they, if they're dry land, they could be fine, but if you like splash water on them, they revert back to the fish form. Oh, no. <laughs> There's certain versions of the myth like that. It's, it, it sounds stupid, but that's, that's how some of them are worked really... the modern day. <laughs> I just can't. I just keep thinking. Oh, I spilled about... my drink. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I, <around> here. <laughs> I keep thinking of that um, that Australian mermaid show, the teenage mermaid um, show. Um, hmm. Shoot, yeah. what was it called? Um, what was it H2O. H2O, yeah. Oh, no. Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen entirely too many of those mm. on TikTok, and I die laughing every time. Oh no! Clear all three seasons. I think it was like three seasons. We watched it. It was like the best in the world. <laughs> See if I can do that, like the one guy from the Family Guy. Oh no, Cleo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wait, no, you have to do it in a in the creepy dude's voice. <laughs> I'm making a drink of water first. 
kind of wet my whistle. <clears throat> Here it goes. Oh no, Leo. Mm. <laughs> looks, like, looks like you got all wet right there. Mm. <laughs> I can't do Joe. <laughs> oh, you hey, can't. Hey, Peter, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh, okay. I know we've been completely and utterly useless in this podcast, guys. I know we were going to talk about Avalon and all that stuff, but like we previously mentioned, you can't find a lot about the original lore. So mm-hmm. we're oh, going to yeah. have to talk about some stuff in the pop culture that's right right you got to tell them about what's see because most everything is now like blanketed by the pop the pop culture that has to go around with like the merlin series Mm -hmm. that was done that was a good series i liked that series the whole yeah the lady in the lake one i want continuation of that story arc yeah we'll bring him back yeah Yeah, bring that (laughs) one back let's do that one i would definitely watch that again respect the source material yeah, I would definitely watch that again. But the the one that they came out with, I think it was in like 2021. Um, oh, yeah. The, the Lady in the Lake one on Netflix. No. I'm so sorry. I wasn't even really a fan of Merlin <laughs> from back in like the sci-fi era. Like, yeah. Like TV, TV show. Yes. I wasn't really a fan of that one either. It, I, I mean, liked... It was decent, but it, just, I wasn't, it wasn't vibing with me. No, it wasn't vibing with me either, but... But the, the other Merlin one, the series Merlin, was really, really good. I really liked Damn, that Damn, what's his face is Merlin. I can't think of his last name. I can't either, but he was good. I called him Satellite Ears. My bad, dude. But, <laughs> but like, you Great were adorable. Actor. Great actor. Super adorable. Totally, like, I can get into it. I can get into, like, the young version of Merlin. I can get into that. I could dig it because they made it so plausible, you know? Uh, so I twist with uh, with uh, Morgan actually teaching him. Yeah, it wasn't that one was for weird. me was that one for me was just a little like okay now you're stretching it guys reel it back I, in it was, and they did yeah. and they reeled yeah. it back in. It was a, it was a good you know addition but it's like yeah. okay that's about as far as I'm allowing you to go but I like it. <laughs> right you can't <laughs> go any further. You're off track, but I work. But it works. <laughs> you're, you're starting to get off track here. I'm going to need you to reel it back in. Come back, come back, right. and they did, and they came back, and it was and just it was like yes. Then the sequence yeah. happened, and it wasn't quite as good, but it was still decent. No. <laughs> it was still decent. I I just liked, and I hated that they ended it because I I really felt like they had so much more they could do with it. But um, I like the way they ended it, where he was in modern times, where Merlin was in modern times, mm-hmm. walking the street, and I was just like. Go with it. Go with it. Let's see what would happen. You know, because he is the time traveler. Let's see what happens. And then they never went with it. That could even line up to like a a futuristic storyline where the Arthur has to come back. Exactly. Oh, that's that would would be an interesting movie to see or a TV show. Arthur has to return. Yeah. It really why he returns. Exactly. You know? And like, <laughs> yeah, and then like Avalon, like coming up out of the mist, you know, so to drop here, I'm going to spit you out. Go, you know, <laughs> bye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> so I would love watching yeah. that. I really would. But yeah, we've we've had a lot of pop culture come out and 
I understand creative freedom. I understand. I understand that. But at the same time, no. Right. <laughs> no. I didn't like it. I, I mean, did not even like, like the, the tabletop wargaming giant of uh, Games Workshop when they did uh, the backstory for the God Emperor. I mm-hmm. got really into the hobby and I just like, deep dived into the lore because I'm that weirdo. Henry Cavill would be proud. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, years ago when I first got into it, I like was just deep diving into it, like I said, and I found the article talking about the Emperor's backstory and how he came to be. And it mentioned Avalon as a place where what was very important to the origin of the emperor but when i'm looking back now trying to you know help research this it doesn't exist the words are gone <laughs> well another mandela effect exactly mandela <laughs> apparently what happened like you know bronze age at the earliest at you know the closest to our time this the all the earth shamans had got together because when they were dying before they could have the opportunity to reincarnate their souls were being devoured by the chaos gods which are just bad guys fueled on uh, the different emotional ranges of of living sentient beings of the galaxy and they just kind of go all ape on that anyway in order to prevent you know their souls being devoured by the evil guys in the warp which is like the immaterium that's the, the big big place where all the gods live they decided that all our shamans would wise men all the people that are guiding humanity and all these different tribes get together they all sacrifice themselves drink poison and made it so their souls would become one individual and a year later somebody was born in what is modern day turkey that would become the god emperor in the warhammer 40k universe and he would take the form of different historical figures guiding humanity onto the right path leading us to a better future huh arthur exactly arthur Comes from like Avalon. <laughs> Comes from Avalon, guys. And, and, Come on. And when I was reading the article, they said that all the shamans had gathered at Avalon to make the sacrifice because, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it before or have yeah. in just passing, there's certain yeah. points in the earth that have really strong connections to the spiritual world. Avalon right. could be one of those points. The ley lines. The ley lines. Exactly. Ley lines. That's the words. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I agree with you. And this is, I love pop culture, okay? I love people exercising their creative noggin and putting out, you know, this is my version of it. Or what ifs, you know, if this yeah. happened and this happened. Trying that's to really cool. And make it make sense. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. But in the meantime, the original you. is getting lost. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the lore. Find the truth. Yeah, is getting lost. So it's like, for me, I feel like I want to kind of go back to the roots of it and and have that brought back up and be like, this is like where our inspiration is from right here. You know, look into this, see this and how, you know, the original story and the original lore is how amazing that is, you know. And let me tell you, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Like, I know back then it wasn't the greatest of times. We didn't have, you know, a lot of medicines and people were dying a lot and all that. I'm, and I'm just saying, but I'm kind of jealous because of all of these like magical and mystical things that took Something place back then. And to make all this, the magic go away. Right. What and happened? now I'm just like, it's dead. It's well, dead. I, I, I kind of have theories on what happened to make the magic go away, but that's dark and we don't need to end on that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go there on this podcast, Dylan, okay? We're going to have to. that talk. bad. We'll have to talk about those theories later. <laughs> On another podcast. <laughs> On another podcast. That's right. 
All right. Speaking of, thank you everybody for joining us tonight and to listening to our ramblings and theories and our versions of things and what we've heard when it comes to the original folklore and the mysticism surrounding King Arthur, Merlin, Morgan Le Fay, and the mystical, magical realm of Avalon. Don't forget to join us again on Wednesday for the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And again, next week, Friday, we will bring you part five and maybe yes. possibly part six. Of the cryptid pasta, the creepy pasta. I called it a cryptid Everyone, pasta. Everyone, like, literally spam her. <laughs> right? <laughs> Please. Um, we need, I, we need I, another two part maybe possibly we have to we have to we wink, i mean wink, there's so nudge, much nudge. okay okay have guys. to read it to find out if it's going to be feasible but. yeah right, guys, right. there's uh let me tell you the story's great the story is fantastic and i'm loving every minute of it and i am getting bombarded by plenty of people going we need to know what happens next i'm so updated yet how many more parts there are last time so, we checked, it was like 26 wasn't it uh yes uh 25 25 parts so far. So far, there's 25 parts of this story. I, I do have a dad joke. It's only updating one part at a time. <laughs> yeah, one part at a time. I do but, have uh, a dad joke for us. Okay, what's our dad joke for the for okay. the day? Um, why can't a bicycle stand on its own? Why? Just like us, man. We're too tired. It's too tired. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's too it, tired. it just be like that. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Girl, me too. And we still got more things that we have to do after this podcast. <laughs> Wait, we, have, we have so many things to do after this podcast. And I'm already exhausted for the next two days. I'm just letting y'all know. Yes, work, work, work. Indeed. So much work. I still, still have way too many things that I have to do. But, <laughs> oh, no. How many? Uh, it's making me update by one at a time, so I have to keep clicking the next one in order to go to the oh, next no. part. Oh, part 25 is not safe for work. Uh, oh, okay. So, oh, we, I did see 26. That. Oh, 26. Okay. Do we really want to devote to doing all these? <laughs> I mean, we'll have to probably do them like we've been doing them every other Friday. So, y'all yeah, are just going to have to hang in there, man. You want to know what happens next in the creepypasta? You're going to have to hang in there because this one is. 28. A long one. <laughs> this is a long one. There's many, many parts. So we're, we're going to be... We're at 28 as of today. We're at 28. <laughs> okay. So it looks like we're going to be having to bump this up and do two or three parts at a time now for y'all. So, because I'm, I'm practically getting hit over the head with it. What happens next? What happens next? <laughs> and of course, if you're a part of our Discord, you will have the original link to all parts of the Creepypasta story along with the original author, um, who is wonderful and great. And unfortunately, I cannot remember their username, um, but they uh, are also right on they're on Reddit. What is their username? You slash girl from the crypt. There you go. She is the author of the Dear Cryptid Hunters that we have been reading in our creepypastas. So, and this one's a good one. So we will be bringing you two parts <laughs> next Friday for our creepypasta reading for the Paranormal Umbrella. So thank you everyone for being here tonight. And we can't wait to see you next week. And you have no excuse because you can literally find us everywhere. everywhere. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>